Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Sasha Burston with Grow Law Firm. Sasha, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. I am so happy to be here. I am really excited to have you on the show. It was a pleasure being on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me on your show with some great stuff there. And what I want to really ask you about just as we start here is you know, you're a pretty successful entrepreneur in your day. And <laughs> you've you actually built one of the largest wholesale lending operations in the country. And would love to hear a little bit about a lesson that you learned in doing that. My best teacher at the time, I didn't know it, but my best teacher at the time was my former business partner. She is the brilliant business mind who built it. I was just there as an assistant. We started it together when we were kids, really still back in the college days. And it was a slow going at first. As you can imagine, I think he was 21, I was 22. This is, we registered the company December of 2000. So so yes, I was 22, he was 21, just turned 21. And one thing that I quickly learned was that our personal fortunes were tightly connected to how well our marketing department performed. And at the time, we didn't have a marketing department. So we hired various lead generation companies and marketing companies. And most of them were just horrible. We were paying for performance and there was either none or performance was incredibly poor. And we've done that for years. And what I learned from at that time, a lot of people who I knew started starting businesses and everyone, almost everyone faced the same struggle. It was always marketing. So those of us who did become successful were due to developing the following. Number one, business acumen. And number two, a revenue agent, which consists of marketing and sales. And these were the greatest takeaways from the first business. If you're lacking either one of those, you're not going to grow. You'll forever go into the stock in a small business where you do most of the things and not build a solid team. You need that revenue agent firing up on all eight cylinders to hire quality people. Otherwise, they're not going. And it's just an absolute, absolute must-have. Well, I, I love that concept of a revenue engine. I want to get back to that. But before we do, you built that company up, and now this is another venture that you've started. What made you decide to explore the law firm industry and become a growth expert to that industry? So I always wanted to have a marketing company since the days of my first financial service company because I understood just how important marketing is. An opportunity came along to buy into an existing business which is what this company is. It's now been around for a little over 15 years. To build a successful business, there is an expression that I really like. The richest are individuals. We're not General Motors. We cannot build compact cars and trucks and everything in between and sports cars and everything in between. It just doesn't work like that for a small business. When I talk about small business, by U.S. government definition, if you're under 500 employees and or $50 million in revenue, you're a small business. And in reality, 10, 15, 20 million dollars in revenue, I've been there. It's a small business and it's hard. 
it, it's still harder than $15.1 million. It gets progressively easier. The reason why we pick this specific vertical, this industry, is because it met all of the criteria that we were looking for. I always wanted to specialize, and this industry has all the right elements, the size, their average client lifetime value or average case value is more spoke about it. It's just right. In every market, there's plenty of demands for orders. At least for now, AI may change things, but as one of my recent guests from the podcast said, and just what it's for Walton said, the shouldn't think that AI is going to replace you. It's the guy who knows how to use AI who is going to replace five of those who don't. So just a little side point, but for now, it's a very robust, very robust market with all the right elements. And because my team is absolutely expertly in search marketing, meaning all things Google and B, there's a lot of demand for what we did. And we're really good at it. So. Makes sense. So let's go back to that concept of a revenue engine. There's a few things there I wanted to unpack with you. The first is an engine. It's motion, repeatable motion over time. And if you apply that to a business and you think about a revenue engine, you get the sense that it's something that just keeps on chugging and it keeps on moving and it keeps on providing results, which sounds a lot like a system. And I have not heard too many uh, people that talk a lot about this. So I'd love to explore this with you because when I talk to attorneys about systems in their firm, we talk about doing the work. We talk about you know actually reviewing the work. Sometimes we talk about client intake. Sometimes we talk about uh, cash collections. We seldom talk about bringing in new clients, client acquisition as a system. So I'd love to get your perspective on that. So... I think most businesses have systems, whether the owners know it or not. Some systems are incredibly well-developed and others are as broken as they can be. So whenever I think about the business, I always break it down into five systems, five major systems. There's your marketing that makes a promise to potential clients. There is sales that once a potential client comes to, converts them into a paying client. Lawyers refer to it as intake, obviously, but it's just a fancy word that replaces the word sales. Then there's the operations, delivery of the actual service. Then there is HR. And then there is leadership slash management. Every one of these is like a large functional element, large system that has a number of processes. So if you want to build a sizable business, and when I say a sizable business, so many lawyers are just scared by this word. But the reality is that life is easier when you have a sizable business than when you have a small business. The reality is many worse thing, many small business owners think that if they're to set out to build a large business, they're going to work more. But truly, nothing is further from the truth. Those are your competitors, which you probably know. Some of them you have probably gone to law school with. Those who have businesses that are 10 times larger than yours, they don't work 10 times the number of hours. They're not available. You do not have 240 hours in one day. It doesn't work that way. Chances are they're actually talk to a lot of lawyers. We have a lot of clients that do more than $10 million in revenue. Those lawyers are less busy than those who have less than a million dollars in revenue. Why do you think that is? Systems. In one word, it's systems. Truly, if you build a $10 million law firm, a lot of it is going to be self-managing. You're not going to be doing everything, but you have, if you have a $600,000 law firm, chances are you're going to be doing most of everything. 
not everything, everything, but like 90% is going to be in your core. Yes, you go to have a paralegal. Maybe you'll have a receptionist. You might have a partner. Most of those partnerships are not really partnerships. They're like cost sharing agreements. It's hard. $1 million business is really hard unless you're truly a solo that just brings in astonishing number of cases or work on very few cases, super selective. And you outsource most of the legal work to somewhere in Mexico or Philippines, which you start seeing here, here, and there. Two years ago, you wouldn't hear about it now. It's like, yeah, we, we have a team in Mexico. Yeah, we have a team in Zero Bridge. So. And so given that, when we talk back to this concept of a revenue engine, something that just kind of keeps on moving, and it's one of the key systems of a law firm, um, let's talk a little bit about marketing and sales. By the way, attorneys, attorney entrepreneurs, as you're listening, I know we don't like to talk about it as sales, but client acquisition is sales. So sorry to break it to you, but that's what it is. And that's and that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Sasha, tell me a little bit about you know how you help and how your firm helps on both of those, both of those elements. Yeah, we do not help very much with sales. I want to make sure that we're very clear. But we're experts at three things. All of them fall under marketing. It's high performance websites, it's search engine optimization, and it's pay-per-click. All of those things have to do with search marketing. In essence, it's Google and it's Bing. The reason why we're there is because most of demand when people need lawyers, they search. When you need something, you search. We help lawyers get that demand to their websites, to their phones, to their inboxes, and they convert the business. We'll consult them a little bit on how to become more effective at converting prospective clients into paying clients. But that is where usually where we draw the line. We like to have different experts do different things. There are so many, not so many, there are a few really good consultants who can help them figure out and dial in their intake system. Want to make sure that we stay in our own ring because the SEO we see and really high performance websites hardly enough. And you want to have experts do that. Just like when it comes to if your foot hurts, you don't go to your general practitioner, you go to a podiatrist. Right. So for different things, you want to get different experts. And for all the search marketing, that's our lane. That's where we're really good at it. And it's a good lane to be in. I think one of the things that, that I hear about from attorneys when they're looking at bringing on a search firm, these are typically attorneys that don't have one already. The reason they don't pull the trigger oftentimes is they share with me that, look, I don't really want all those leads coming in and having to screen through a bunch of leads that are just garbage that aren't going to convert. I want the good leads. And the only way that I can do that is by, you know, getting really good referrals. So I expect you have a response to that. And I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Sasha. I do. Everybody loves referrals. You love referrals. I love referrals. Every lawyer I've ever spoken to loves referrals. Problem is that most referrals are spread. Some months they happen in mass. Other months you get one or two. And on average, they're not enough to fuel that revenue engine. So it will forever keep on sputtering. There's another major problem with that. And that is the fact that most lawyers, when they're ready to retire, whether it's by default or by design, and when I say by retirement by default, is when your life circumstances force you to retire. It's a really crappy retirement, usually. Health issues, family issues, or something else that pushes you out of the business permanently, sometimes temporarily, but long term. By design, meaning you actually mapped out the roadmap to a very successful retirement. When your business is built on referrals, what is the value of the business after you're gone from the business? Yeah, zero. Zero. 
there's nothing left. Like, like if you own a law firm and I'm buying that law firm and 100% of your in, income in business is referrals, the moment you're gone, I will not get those referrals. So what's there to buy? Your desk. Your old laptop? There's no value. So you, you're, you have all of the elements and you might be working on that business for 30 years. And mind you, even if you're solo with one or two staff, you're still building a business that's just a really crappy business that has no value. So processing leads, it's like saying, like you don't want to process leads, you do not want to filter through them. It's like saying, I don't want money. I don't want to do the work that brings in money. The truth of the matter is whenever I think about attorneys and the income scale, I always think about it as a pyramid. And in the pyramid, the fattest layer, the base layer, those are the attorneys who do legal work. A lot of them are business owners. In one way or another, here's what I mean by this. We did this massive study back in 2018. They surveyed thousands of small law firms, not small, they surveyed thousands of lawyers. And in that survey, they determined that a whole third of all lawyers are solos. Now, they may have a staff member or two. Some of them were just pure solos, no work there. Then another third worked in small law firms between two and attorneys. And then the last third were actually working in the logic. So when I think about lawyers on a base scale, it's like the bottom layer, base, it's humongous. It's the lawyers most of whom are self-employed in one way or another, who do legal work. Median income as of 2021, that's the last year of statistics that they saw and we're recording this at the end of May of 2023. Median income, $127,990. Top 10% made 209. Not bad. If you live in some high-cost areas, like live in Chicago, Jesus, 209,000 if you have a family of four, not easy. Not easy. Like if you have two little kids, the wife or your, or your spouse is not going to be stayed home. And they have to also make money. Like, like this is a very high cost area with most of the today. So it's just an entry ticket for success. You have to pay the price for the entry ticket. And if you do not want to personally do it, that's great. You should hire an associate. Have them go through those phases. And when you hire them, remember I have a good friend who was on my podcast a couple of times, Ryan Keeler. He's a fractional CFO for law firms. He's like, whenever you're hiring an associate, make sure that you hire them at the right time. And that right time is when you can build them out at about three times of what you're going to pay them. That will take a lot of sleep. Not a chicken or the egg. Like, like you got to get an agent that delivers those leads and you got to get an associate or two that are processing those leads, converting them to paying business. Yes, you have to teach them how to do it or hire someone else. Better yet, who is going to teach them how to do it, hire someone else who is going to deliver the leads. And you're going to end up making at the end of the year about 20% that profit tax. Life is good when you have that, when you do not have to work on every single piece of your phone. Well, that's just it, is you can scale it at that point, which you can't do with relationships. Relationships are amazing. I love them. We all love them. But you can only have so many. And when you have another... And when you have other clients coming in through something that's actually scalable, that's how you get to have freedom in your firm. And that's how you get to really enjoy being a real business owner. And it is a lot of fun. Sasha, quick question about that. There are, there are so many 
law firm marketing companies that specialized in digital marketing. Why do you think that is? Um, and what is it that sets your firm apart? So there is no barrier to entry when it comes to marketing business. That's why the industry has a ton of really bad players. Like if tomorrow anyone decides to start a marketing company because they went online and watched a bunch of videos on YouTube and took some courses on HubSpot.com or on Google, they're like, cool, I'm a digital marketer. I'm going to go and do it. From what I've seen, and majority of our clients, I would refer to them as non-virgin clients, meaning they've been with other marketing companies before. They have all experienced really bad marketing companies. In fact, many lawyers, on the, those are that are on the smaller side. They may say, I do not want to try marketing again because I've had bad experiences or I have heard of so many bad, bad experiences. It's the truth. I find that, that marketing companies usually do not deliver the performance that they're expected to deliver for one or two reasons or a combination of those two reasons. Number one reason, in my belief, from what I've seen over the years in this industry, is not that they don't know what they're doing. It's that they do not charge enough money to deliver the labor required to produce the results that their clients want. Let me, let me break this down. In marketing business, just like in legal business, you're providing professional service. An employer pays their employees for their labor, and that labor is delivered in chunks of hours. Sure. For every labor hour that the marketing company delivers, they have to average out at least 150 bucks an hour, or at least, or they cannot retain good people. They cannot attract good people, and they cannot retain good people. They're going to go somewhere else and work somewhere else. So there's $150 a month. A lot of marketing companies will charge like 1500 bucks a month for marketing services. It's 10 hours of labor. Out of those 10 hours, they will spend one to two hours communicating with the client and one to two hours on reporting. So you, the client, are paying for six to eight hours of labor per month. A decent marketing company, someone that knows what they're doing, they're going to say, that's not going to cut. Six to eight hours is nothing. Digital marketing is incredibly labor intensive. Incredibly. You need like 30 hours a month. So we're going to, so we're going to charge you at least 4,500 bucks a month. At least. And we're going to deliver 30 hours of labor, out of which we'll still spend one to two hours on communications, one to two hours on, on reporting, except that as percentage of total time, now those one to two hours are minuscule. You're mostly paying for labor that you actually need to get the results that you're after. But so many marketing companies are stupid. They ask for the right sum so that they can deliver enough labor to deliver the results. I think that that's the number one reason why so many marketing companies are awful at delivering what they're paid for. The other reason is they're actually just all who are delivering what they're paid for. Like they don't know how to provide quality service, but it's a different problem. And I think most marketing companies, they can figure it out, but because they charge very little money, they don't have time to figure it out. The difference between us, the advantage of my team is, and there are two, and we charge the right market base. Well, we're, we do not charge $1,500 a month, God forbid, because that would be just a recipe for failure. Number one is that we're incredibly accountable and transparent. Our reports are second to none. When our prospects see the reports that we deliver, they're blown away. Like we deliver the reports that actually have the right number of marketing qualified leads that we qualify. Not just here, the number of conversions that we got here, but actual leads. We're accountable for those leads. 
we report how long will it be delivered, delivered per panel, and we can tie them to the channel in the report. And what here's the average cost per lead? On your end, we want to see how many of those leads converted them to business. If you're converting less than five, there's a problem on the intake side. So that's our accountability. The transparency piece is where actually every month we will go through the list of work that we delivered, like all of the major tests that we delivered for the money that you paid us, tangible results that they mentioned, work plan for the following 30 days, and then there are customer service related questions. We'll ask you things like, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate our service over the last 30 days? Anytime the grade is below eight, and management gets flagged or management gets flagged and we resolve the problem. Like right there and then most of the problems are resolved over there too. So we never let a problem linger. The other major advantage aside from transparency and accountability is that we have built two production officers in Eastern Europe, fully staffed by our people, incredibly experienced, incredibly smart people who speak English. And although they usually do not communicate with clients directly, we have a full team of account managers based here in my office in Chicago, but we have incredibly smart people. And because they're based in Eastern Europe, the parity between payrolls here in Chicago and what we pay there is 8x. Yes, and we can hire eight people there for the price of one full-timer here. And because of that, we're not capped at 30 hours a month for $4,600. We can deliver 80 or 90 or 100 without breaking the bank. So we can simply overpower any of your competitors just because we have tremendous force, labor force, tremendous Sasha, if someone wants to reach you and connect with you either to discuss your podcast or to talk about Grow Law Firm and your growth services, what's the best way for them to do that? GrowLawFirm.com. Contact information is there. I'm really easy to find. I do not hide behind my assistants. Sasha at Grow Law Firm. It may take me a couple of days to respond, but you can find me there. Awesome. Sasha, thank you so much for being a guest on Lawyer Business Advantage. Ellie, what a pleasure. Thank you so much. That's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, We would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.